Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Deep Takes. With the discussion around investing, creating wealth, and diversifying asset at an all-time high, fintech startups are gearing to assist the uninitiated with the right opportunity. Oru Pocket, one such fintech startup, is 100% asset-backed banking, offering multiple assets to diversify. We have with us Tarusha Mittal, co-founder and COO, to talk to us in detail about her entrepreneurial journey, pivoting from setbacks and changes coming up in the industry. Welcome, Tarusha. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much, Vashnavi. It's it's completely my honor. Tarusha, talk to us about the entrepreneurial journey, how you began, and where the idea of Oro Pocket came from. Sure. So you know, uh, earlier we were kind of uh, uh, working on basically one of the first Ethereum exchanges of India, and then when the RBI order that had kind of uh, come in almost overnight, it kind uh, it refrained banks from serving uh, entities that are dealing in crypto. So it was not like a crypto bank, but just banks could not really serve. uh entities that were dealing in crypto and we kind of fell into that category uh at that point we had two options in front of us that either we could you know shut this down or move our operations abroad we had not raised any money and uh, setting up operations abroad can be uh, really costly so uh unfortunately at that point we decided that we had to shut down fx uh this was the same period when uh the pmc debacle had happened and um, after that then you know the yes bank was also on the verge of failing but with the pmc debacle that kind of really shook us uh like my co-founder and i we were looking at it and we saw that people are losing their lifelong savings uh, just because a bank could not do its job properly like a bank is failing because of its own doings or you know uh, there are uh, people who have not paid back their loan etc the corporate entities the larger entities and because of that the normal person who has an account in this bank uh is getting is bearing the brunt of it there was a uh, very minimal insurance at that at that point i think it was 1 lakh per account and now it has been increased to 5 lakh um but that just seemed very wrong to us and it was very jarring that people who had like people actually died uh, because they lost their savings like lifelong savings and that kind of really um shook us so these were the two things that actually you know kind of created this push within us that we wanted to create something that's completely compliant on blockchain allow users to uh, you know have more prerogative as to what they are doing with their money like i don't i think banks have too much power at this moment they tell you when to take out your money how much to take out and what will they charge you for actually taking out your money from their custody it's completely nonsensical it doesn't make any sense to me uh, especially with the way they kind of at the pace at which they are innovating it's cumbersome and it's it's just all wrong so with any kind of you know uh, power where it kind of centralizes and you know it's the the focus is there corruption sets in and there is uh, you know then there is tedium for the end user and that is what we wanted to break the other thing uh, that we feel very very strongly about and uh, is that you know if somebody is putting in their hard earned money in an investment or in a bank account anywhere then they should be able to get like 100% insurance or it it's not fair that they are putting there for safe keeping and you're giving them like a fraction amount as insurance so these were a few things that we wanted to change and hence we started working on oro pocket oro pocket was started with the idea that okay users should be able to invest in different asset classes so as to make sure that their uh, you know purchasing power or the power of their cash in hand or the money in hand that they are earning is not getting devalued year by year because you know if you leave your money just in a bank account it gets devalued year by year because of inflation and other you know uh, such reasons so that was one reason we wanted to give bring different asset classes on the platform where users can transact in a very transparent and secure manner and feel 
safe with the knowledge that okay these investments are hundred percent insured. So that was uh, the you know push for us, and that is how Oro Pocket was born. So currently, Oro Pocket has gold and silver. We'll be adding two. Uh, three more asset classes actually in the, by uh, March end, and uh, the idea here is to again just provide like different opportunities to the end user to invest in these asset classes, which might not have been accessible to them earlier because this is all fractionalized. So you can actually start with as low as like perhaps you know one rupee, uh, and uh, just make start making an investment, say in a gold or say in silver or say in like an SIP. For gold or SIP for silver, which is like a systematic investment that happens on month on year, you can basically decide the frequency. All of this is hundred percent insured, and to make sure that you know the user is completely, uh, you know, stress free, we have built more financial products on top of these investments. So what that means is that. A, this is 100% insured. Second is that you know we have a UPI uh, send by UPI feature or pay via UPI feature. So what that means is that if you're holding say gold or silver on Oro Pocket and you want to uh, make like a you know day-to-day -day purchase, like you want to go and buy some groceries, you can actually use that gold for instant liquidation and use that gold as uh, like pay it basically and make day-to-day -day purchases. The idea here again is to make sure that you're you know you are not you're keeping more and more of your hard-earned money in investments rather than you know, as as cash or in the bank, because banks a are not, uh, you know, hundred percent insured, and b they there are so many insidious charges, etc. And uh, honestly, uh, you know, they don't provide hundred percent liquidity. Like they have, you know, you have all kinds of limits, etc. On how much money you can take out. So those were the ideas as to why we built Oro Pocket. The idea is just for the end user to be able to start at least on the path of wealth creation. Thank you, Tarusha. And expanding on that, if you could talk to us about what more asset classes are you planning to add? And um, this brings us to the topic of Open DeFi and Ethereum. Um, if you could tell right. our listeners about uh, how you're building it up on it and what it means to you. Hmm. Sure. So uh, one of the asset classes would be a very obvious one uh, that, you know, we'll be bringing in crypto uh, on the platform in which form is something that, you know, is still under, under consideration, whether because there are lots of exchanges, right, already in India. Uh, we So we are looking at perhaps uh, seeing if there is a way to bundle them uh, and then offer it. So crypto would be an asset class. Uh, we would be adding uh, startups as an asset class as well. That means that, you know, end uh, user, retail user would be able to invest in startups, much like a republic. If you have seen it, uh, that you know, if a startup is raising money, then you can perhaps get an allocation with a very small amount in it. Uh, that and the third would be uh, basically some more commodities. So we are looking at other precious metals, uh, which can be like added uh, as well uh, to to the dashboard, so the user has more uh, you know optionality uh, as as well as uh, more things to look at and gauge when they are putting in their money. That's interesting. Uh, talk to us about the Open DeFi community that you have, and um, right, but, yeah. How are you? So Open that? DeFi is the yeah. sure. I'm so uh, so Open DeFi is basically um, it, it's it's another product line in the Oro Pocket ecosystem. Open DeFi uh, is think of Open DeFi exactly like Oro Pocket, except that it's completely on the DeFi spectrum. What that essentially means is that all uh, we will be you know uh, adding assets assets to Open DeFi as well. We are going to be starting and kick starting it off with asset backed NFTs. Essentially, 
what that means is that this would be an nft that would have some uh, you know perhaps like a, some gold in it or silver in it or perhaps some crypto tokens in it so that you know you are always assured of a certain minimum price guarantee on your nft so a price guarantee would be there you know you don't uh, feel like you know you are just investing in something that is some you know intangible you can see that okay there is some tangible stuff that has been added and backing that nft hence there is price protection at play so that is how we are uh, bringing nfts as an asset class for the end user to be investing in uh, in a very easy manner and in a way that that would actually make sense to them because a lot of the retail users they tend to ask right like what is the inherent value of an nft so obviously yes. the inherent value of nfts would just sort of come down to you know uh, it's like art right so it's very subjective but here if we are providing them nfts which have some assets within them uh, then that kind of uh, does at least you know uh, give you a little peace of mind so i i believe that you know it would be a good uh, uh, start for uh, the retail user to start looking at nfts as a definite asset class to invest in that's exciting uh, tarusha and of course all these developments are happening with the retail users and end users in perspective but is there any option mm. for the enterprises that you are focusing on and what is that if you could elaborate on that absolutely absolutely so the my third uh, the third product line that we have in the oro pocket ecosystem is called unifarm uh, so unifarm is a platform where crypto users can base it's a dapp okay it's a decentralized application so it is uh, the platform where crypto users can uh, you know find uh, or maximize the best returns on the crypto that they are holding and it gives platforms platforms that have raised money via the token way and they have a token uh, the, it gives the ability for those tokens to get like an additional utility it also gives the project more space to grow how are we doing that is um, right now what we have live on the platform is a group farming and staking protocol so essentially what that means is that we bring together several defi projects and we form what we call a cohort or a farm a group of projects and then once that farm goes live the end user is able to stake any one of those tokens staking is just like a promise not to sell that okay i have this token and i'm staking it i'm not i'm kind of locking it away think of it like an fd but in an fd you only get like uh, you know you you put make an fd and you get only uh, more or fiat uh, against it in in the form of an interest in the case of unifarm when you are putting in one token uh, what you we are guaranteeing you is basically a diversified yield or slash interest that means that you are staking stake token uh, for example a token like say polygon uh, or matic and uh, you know you are getting uh, like the diversified yield is in the form of all the other tokens that are part of that particular farm so if there are five tokens so you're not just getting matic as an interest but you're also getting the other four tokens in the form of the interest we uh, you know promise an apy which is uh, like minimum 36% can go as high as 250% for the retail user so this is like a b2b of the actually on the user interface side it's a b2c offering but it's a b2b b2c offering because uh, ultimately our first customer is the you know the project that is coming on the platform and uh, we are kind of charging the projects to come on the platform and utilize the platform to give their token additional utility thank you darish thank you for elaborating on that part and it seems interesting um, also 
we would like to understand about um, the revenue model of photo pocket and um, where are you in the term, in terms of funding Mm. Okay, so uh, Oru Pocket has, uh, uh, you know, raised uh, a round earlier, like one and a half year back, we had raised uh, like a seed round and uh, so has Unifarm. Uh, in terms of the, you know, the the revenue model for Oru Pocket, we charge on every transaction. Uh, so there is a fee that is levied uh, on any transaction that is happening on the platform. It's a 0.25% fee. And uh, that is how we are kind of making money, apart from making money from the spread, which is like the buy and sell difference. Got it. Got it. Tarusha, you've been around for some time now and you have seen the industry mm. change and you've had a ringside mm. view of uh, the whole change happening. The regulatory instability and now there is a talk about the bill coming up what hmm. are the changes you think are going to come up for the industry and if you had to tell the enterprises and investors one thing what would you want them to you know, um, I have been around since 2012, 2013, uh, like when I started just mining Ethereum, um, just out of, you know, natural curiosity and nothing else. But uh, at that point, it was all very new. Everybody, uh, you know, people just kind of didn't even realize what crypto was. And then a few years down the line, then people started thinking of crypto as this get rich quick sort of a scheme, mm. uh, which is completely wrong because this is an entire, you know, it's a sector in itself. It's a technology in its infancy, like blockchain uh, technology has so many use cases and crypto is just one of them. And it is, it is a vast industry. It's in its infancy. It's very fast growing because this is all open source, right? So nobody is starting from scratch. People are, it's incremental change that is happening. So, mm the 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 industry in itself is very very dynamic uh, and it's very exciting to be a part of it because there's something new happening every day in terms of policy you know uh, as uh, indian stakeholders we are very very hopeful um, as to you know what uh, we are hoping that a positive policy would basically come in like the earlier draft of the bill was something that you know they, the government has already said that they are kind of revising mm -hmm. so we are very hopeful at this moment because we know for a fact that there are so many indian entrepreneurs who are uh, you know building in this space in the defi space in the nft space with just pure uh, crypto play and it would just be very wrong uh, if, you know, we would just miss the bus, right, in case the policy is detrimental in any way, because it will be like, uh, it'll be like with the semiconductors and the chips, right, that we miss the bus and then we have to catch on. And uh, because there will be massive brain drain, then people would just set up, you know, uh, offshore entities or they would move out uh, because there is a lot of capital in this space. And if the policy is going to make it prohibitive in any nature, then people will move out. There is no reason for them to sort of, you know, uh, keep building and innovating when the government or the state is not really recognizing your efforts. Having said that, as I said, I, I really think that the government is not going to be that uh, short-sighted and I'm very hopeful that... Uh, something positive will come out of it. But then again, uh, this comes with a caveat and I always say that I think policy is a very iterative process. You don't get it right in one go, right? Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of back and forth and that might happen and that should not dishearten people. It might be a little painful period uh, and you know, you will have to sort of, uh, uh, information will have to be shared and everything and which we are open to as an industry to doing with the government. But I th do think that, you know, we are moving, moving in the right direction. That's nice to know, um, Tarusha, and I'm glad you gave your views on that. And uh, is there anything that you would like to add that I might have missed out on asking? 
you know uh, i i would like to see so much more women in this space like you know yes. there, there are uh, there's like a gender disparity i think in mostly all sectors but uh, you know this this space is so new and this is related to uh, technology right it's deep tech and yes. in deep tech any which way the gender disparity is huge i would like so many more women to really just look up and check out blockchain and crypto and you know find a way to uh get involved in this space because you know it's a very wrong notion people usually think that okay you need to be like an engineer or you need to be from a very techy sort of a background to get in this space it's all bs uh, honestly i um to be very honest 12 years ago when i started you know my entrepreneurial journey uh, it, it was in tech and uh, i was uh, never trained in technology like i i come from a background in humanities so i am a self taught techie i i do believe that you can teach yourself anything with the internet i think it's the great equalizer and now the second greatest equalizer is the blockchain and uh, you know uh, this space so no matter what skill set you bring it's in sector of its own and people from all skills skill sets are welcome here there are uh, jobs for uh, you know people who are uh, perhaps designers or product managers or community leads who are just great writers so there is a dearth uh, in terms of uh, people considering web3 as a legit space uh, and i think women tend to you know be um they seem to have more self doubt <laughs> so uh you know i this is like my call for all you know all the great females out there obviously i'm like i'm not trying to discriminate uh, any any person is free to join uh this space but i do want to see more women hence the call that you know you if you're doing anything uh, do take a look at the web3 space and see if there is a job profile Uh, that you know perhaps you can apply to because it's a very exciting space if you're somebody who really wants to learn and grow um i would highly recommend getting into web3 because uh, you know as as i keep saying it's very new something or the other is happening every day and i learn something new every day so it's a very exciting space to be in amen to that tarusha and thank you for bringing the fact that you have been a self trained techie as well and um that's a great inspiration uh, and a great knowledge to have and i'm sure a lot of women will be inspired and join the space uh, yes and we'll end on that positive note thank you so much for joining us and giving us your uh, brief about your journey about oro pocket and also about the changes coming up in the industry and how women should participate in deep tech and in the crypto space thank you so much tarusha thank you so much vishnu it was a lovely conversation thank you Thank you.